Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, sometimes we get so busy in life. Yeah, I I know you're a busy mom. You still have one in college, one in high school. You work. You go, go, go all the time. And I'm the grandma, so I'm split in a lot of different ways. Still doing radio, still working with the radio station, with Encouragement Cafe, and throw in a real estate deal here and there. And all of a sudden, you are overwhelmed and you look around and you may start slipping into the grumbles or not even notice that you have a lot of blessings in your life. Yeah, human nature, you know, I kind of would like to ask God why we were made this way. I'm sure there's some like evolutionary or survival uh, purpose to it, but we tend to focus much more carefully on what is bad or wrong or dangerous than what is good and making us happy. So our minds are kind of hardwired to scan our environment for what is wrong. And I'm sure that keeps us alive, like when we're out in the bush and trying to, you know, (laughs) dodge uh, to tigers or dinosaurs or or we're in the city and trying not to get mugged or something but you know for most of us going through our daily lives you know it's not great for our our health and our happiness and our faith to be so focused on looking for what's what's wrong or what might go wrong oh my goodness now i have a story about that very thing you know that my husband was in the hospital for a month a long, long time. I and, and and we were not accustomed to it, but there we were, night and day, 24-7, in the hospital. Now, when we retell the story of him being in the hospital, we talk about the two nurses who did not do the right thing. Out of 30 days in the hospital, we tend to focus on the nurse who, who infiltrated his vein and the nurse who tried to give him uh, an insulin shot in the middle of the night. We focus on those things and go, can you believe that? And then I have to go, wait, 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 wait. We had nurses and doctors and attendants tending to our every need for a month. We need to be focused on all of the people that did the right thing that took care of him, who brought him back to life. And yet, those good things can sometimes get lost when we allow our brain to start thinking about the other things, the the things that keep us busy or keep us negative. You know why I suspect that you tell that part of the story? It's because that's what makes for a dramatic story, right? So... Mm. That's the interesting thing is it's the dramatic, scary, bad stuff that we get riveted to. So that's the part we tend to tell because those seem to make for the best stories. 
but they don't make for the best life when Mm. that's what we focus on all the time. And, you know, I think, too, as a mama and a grandmama, we have a tendency to want to warn others about the pitfalls of being in the hospital. You know, so we're trying to say, now, you have to be the advocate. You have to make sure because, you know, sometimes there are things that slip up. It's kind of like telling your kids, now, I know that you're going out with your friends, but you know the rules and you know not to smoke or drink or do any drugs, right? You know, you're always trying to warn them. So I think part of it comes from us just being the caregiver and we're always trying to make sure that you know these pitfalls before you get into them. At least that's that's my version of it. I'm going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 that can be helpful. But the trouble is, is when we go day in, day out in what is really a, a pretty good life, uh, but focused on what, what parts don't line up and, and sparkle. Right. You know, I, I had an experience the other day. I was speaking at an event. And I had a lady come up to me and she said, you know, I like that you're real because a lot of people just cover up and, and they act like everything is just fine when everything isn't fine. And I said, you know, I think that that is probably just a defense mechanism because she was saying it in a way where she was almost condemning people that weren't real. And I think we can take it to that extreme too. I said, maybe they have been real in the past and someone judged them for it. You know, it's easy to get lost in the blessing of just being able to share life with one another. I mean, Rachel, you and I are a couple of messed up girls and yet we enjoy and laugh and tell each other the crazy things that have been happening in our life But then we always try to turn it around and say, yeah, but God is good and he is there with us in the midst of it all. Now, I know you have a new driver in your house and 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 your your oldest has put you through a few wrecks, but your youngest has been pretty wonderful uh, driving so far. But uh, he had a he had a boo boo and you could. You could go focusing on that, but instead, you know, he's a great kid and and your daughter's a great daughter. And, and so it's easy sometimes to go, oh, look at what happened or, oh, the air conditioning's out in the house. But when we, when we go, but I have a house and I have healthy kids. And so these negative things will pass. I don't want to I don't want to lose the blessing of my life by focusing on the bad stuff. Well, yeah, so so you you said it. Right now the air conditioning is out in my house and it's hot in there and I was in the house all day yesterday waiting for the repair people to come and of course they were running hours late. And uh, my my oldest child, she's she's on car number three, <laughs> and it seems that the accidents always happen after school, you know, on the way home. And um, my youngest has been driving for about a month, and I had 
finally just stopped holding my breath every day when he drove to school and every day until he got home. I had just stopped holding my breath. And um, the phone rang yesterday. And because I've been through this several times with my daughter, when the phone rings anywhere between the you know hour after school and it's one of my child's you know phone numbers calling, mm. I feel it in the pit of my stomach. Oh, no, they're going to tell me they've been in a wreck. And sure enough, that was the case yesterday with my, my new driver. Um, and he had... Um, yeah, he was. There was a biker on his right, and he was trying to keep his eye on the person that he was passing in the, on the right, who was on their bike, because he didn't want to hit them. This particular road runs past a golf course, and there's no crosswalk or stop sign or, or stoplight or anything. But the car in front of him saw that there was a golfer that wanted to cross the road, so that car stopped. Meanwhile. Caleb was watching the biker. Um, all of his instincts were right. You know, he jerked the wheel to the right and tried to not hit the car in front of him. And he did definitely minimize any any damage to their two cars. Uh, everything, you know, nobody was hurt. Everything was fine. But, you know, I was sent into that, you know, panic mode. Mm. And um, on top of, you know, the, the air conditioning's broke and it's hot and, you know, oh no. And uh, I leave the country in about a week for Ireland and oh no, is this car going to be drivable? All this sort of stuff. So um, I was a little bit of a hot mess literally yesterday evening. <laughs> um, so I sat down and I watched something on television. I watched one of those like um, crime show things, you know. <laughs> and, and in watching that, this was literally what went through my head. It's like, oh. Well, uh, we just have a dented up car and it's going to be hot in our house for a couple of days. That's the extent of my problems. These people are being chased. You know? yes. There are bombs <laughs> going. You know? like, it was like, oh, my life is so much better than theirs. I'm good. I can handle this. But um, <laughs> sometimes you need a little perspective. And so whatever that so show was, Rick and I watched last night. I'm like, well, gosh, compared to that, I'm doing great. Exactly. Uh, but we, and if we don't have something that brings us uh, a measure of perspective, though, we stay lost in what's wrong or bad or upsetting in our world. And I think that's what the Word of God can be for us. It can help us um, sort of gain some perspective, an eternal perspective, right? You know, this, absolutely. This will pass. This will pass. That was my dad's favorite saying this too shall pass. Because in life, Jesus told us we will have trouble, but hang on. Uh, he's already overcome the world. And when we have scripture tucked into our heart, tucked into our mind, then we can go, okay, I don't have to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to be like John the disciple. I'm going to lean on Jesus. I'm going to just kick back at the table and go, okay, God, I don't get it right now. Um, I, I'm kind of whacked out and I'm a hot mess, but you told me that I don't need to worry, that not to be anxious about anything. And oh, by the way, you told me that it's my thoughts that create my feelings and my feelings then control my attitude. So Lord, help me get a handle on my thoughts because I don't want to miss the blessing of my child not being hurt in that car wreck. I don't want to miss the blessing that, hey, I do get to go out of the country. I don't want to miss, you know, I do the same thing, Rachel. You know, my husband has survived 
something that we just didn't know if he was going to or not. We just didn't know. And in the heat of those 30 days, I was, you know, just glad he was taking the next breath. But here we are, four or five months later, and when he does something that makes me want to roll my eyes, I have to literally catch myself and say, stop it. Don't go there. Don't think about what in the world is he doing? Why did he do that? Say, Lord, I'm so glad that he's here to do that. There's a little tiny part of the brain called the amygdala, and it's a very um, it's a very tiny little part, but it uses two thirds of its capacity, two thirds of its neurons, to look for bad news. So this part of our brain is literally primed to focus on the negative, and once it spots something negative, it sort of sounds the alarm in our brain, and those experiences get stored very quickly in our memory. So someone, you know, a complete stranger can say something rude to us and because that's negative, it gets stored like deep and hard and quick. In contrast, positive events, you know, we can pass a stranger and they can compliment, you know, our our cute shoes or or something. Um, In contrast, those positive experiences, um, psychologists say they need to be held in our awareness for a dozen more seconds, a dozen seconds longer to transfer those from our short-term memory to our long-term memory. On the one hand, that means there's effort. There's effort we have to put into focusing on what is good, what is positive, what is lovely, you know, um, what is praiseworthy, what is noble, what is um, uh, joyful. We need to focus on those things to get them to shift from our short term to our long term memory. That's that's the the bad news is it does take effort. Um, it's not seamless like the negative experiences are. The good news is literally just 12 seconds, just 12 seconds of mindfulness and gratefulness can make that transfer. And then our mind is stored up with all the the positives. I love that because it tells us that we are in control of our attitude. You and I both know 10 people can say something positive about your new haircut. And one person can go, oh, oh my, you you got your haircut. (laughs) And and suddenly you just kind of zero in on that one negative thing. So what you're saying is, if we choose to focus on that negative, it's already, it's already attached to our brain. So we're just going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger if we focus on that. However, if we do what Romans 12, 2 tells us to renew our mind, which is what you're telling us, okay, that's a choice. By renewing our mind, we go, all right. I am going to choose to think about all of the 10 good things that have just been said to me. And wow, Judy said, nice haircut. And Rachel said, ooh, I love it. And Mary Kay said, wow, you look 10 years younger. I'm going to focus on those things. And I'm going to say, Lord, take captive these thoughts that are not positive and hold them obedient to you. 
and we have to do that mindfully. Um, I, I think that's why gratitude journaling works. It causes us to slow down, uh, turn our attention to the positive, and it, to to literally write the things down. Um, you know, that's holding it twelve seconds longer in, in our memory and embedding it deeper. There are things that we absolutely have control over what we think. We may not have control over our initial response right in the moment, but um, we are never at the mercy of our experiences. We are always in control of our thoughts and our faith and our attitude. Now, see, I told my kids growing up, because I believe this, if we start uh, coming up with responses before things happen, we not only uh, have control over our reactions, we then are responsible for our reactions because we don't have control over 90% of the things that happen to us, but we have 100% control over how we react to it. But it is a process of learning, okay, if somebody says something negative to me, I am going to acknowledge that they said it, and then I'm just going to let it go and not focus on that and say, okay, I'm going to replace that negative thought with something good, and I'm going to have a reaction ready. Thank you so much for sharing your feelings with me, and then move on. Let it drop. And I tried to teach my kids, have a response ready for those things that People will try to steal your joy throughout your entire life. I mean, they, they don't mean to. Some of them do. But most people don't mean to steal your joy. But they feel like they're being honest. A lot of times it's people that you love. You know, your family members feel like they can be honest with you. So they will say things that will just cut. And you can choose ahead of time okay, I know that mom's going to say something that's going to be helpful. So here's my reaction. I'm going to say this, and that's just going to be my automatic response. And when we do that, then we don't allow our brain to go off into never-never land. We have control of that situation and our thoughts, and therefore we can go, you know what? Mom, I want to I want to focus on the blessing of having you in my life because you are such a gift. The term that I use in in my own life and and when I'm working with coaching clients and stuff, exactly what you're describing, the term I use for that is predecide. Uh, the more you can predecide, the better. Predecide how you if you know you're going into a situation that you very often um, feel bad when you come out of that situation, whether it's some sort of staff meeting or family get together or a conversation with a person who's kind of, you know, sandpaper to you, you know, pre-decide how do I want to feel? How do I want to be in this, in this situation? Um, and then what do I need to think and what do I need to say in order to maintain that rather than getting hijacked by the situation? Pre-decide what you will say in response, pre-decide how you will handle it, expect, um, expect the sandpaper to arise, but predecide how it is you're going to respond to that so that you aren't just at the mercy of your brain, you know, imprinting on the negative. 
I love that because it is something that we can do, but it's like everything else. It takes practice and you have to tell yourself, okay, and, and I would write them down. I would say, okay, I am going to say, thank you so much for your opinion on that and move on. I would just move on. Now, my, my neighbor was teaching her son. He was being bullied at school. And she taught him at a very young age, and he's very smart. So kids would pick on him because he knew all the answers. And he, he learned this phrase from his mom. He said, oh, thank you so much, but your opinion of me makes no difference in my long-term life goals. <laughs> I was like, I love that. <laughs> thank you so much. Your opinion means nothing. Bye. <laughs> I said, oh my goodness, I, I need to use that and teach that to grown-ups because we have a tendency to let our life just kind of be derailed. And in the midst of that derailment, we so miss being grateful for the blessings in our life. And today, as we talk about being lost in our to-dos, being lost in our negative thoughts, being lost in what other people think, we can always turn back to Scripture and say, Lord, I need you right now to remind me that I am precious, that I am a child of the King, that I do matter, and that, yes, I'm not perfect, but I need your help to see the big picture right now. Yes, and, you know, sometimes just uh, quoting those scriptures to yourself, you know, preaching to yourself, it does that. It holds those, um, that positive perspective there for the 12 seconds it takes to shift from the, from the negative to the positive. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I ask God to set a guard over my mouth, Psalm 144.3. So sometimes that's what I have to do. Um, like the, you know, thank you for your opinion. Uh, I shall choose to reject it. Um, uh, or, or Colossians 3.15, I let the peace of Christ rule in my heart. Um, you know, that was one I needed to say over and over yesterday when I got the call about the car accident, right? I let the peace of Christ rule in my heart. I let the peace of Christ rule in my heart. I let the peace of Christ rule in my heart. You know, 12 seconds. Let's chant this for 12 seconds. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and my go-to life passage is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for that's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I remind myself in those moments, okay, I'm going to be joyful, not because that person just said something rude to me or not because the air conditioning is off. I'm choosing to be joyful because God gave me joy inside. And I'm going to give thanks in this circumstance right now because I live a pretty blessed life. We're not in a third world country. We're not running for our life. We're not wondering where our next meal is going to come from. We live in the best country in the world where we can worship as we please. We can serve God and we can raise our family to know and love him. Wow. We live a blessed life, Rachel. I live a blessed life. I live a blessed life. I live a blessed life. 
<laughs> yes, and we have to remind ourselves, you know, sometimes, you know, we can hear someone talk about, you know, being grateful or having gratitude or having a gratitude journal. And sometimes, you know, we can sort of roll our eyes and think, oh, that's not really going to make a difference. I've got real problems going on in my life. Um, but it absolutely does make a difference. And so my challenge to you and to I and to everyone around the table and listening out there this week is to spend at least 12 seconds a day focusing on your blessings and generating gratitude. Love that. All right. You heard the go-to task for the week. We're going to focus on the good 12 seconds a day. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Encouragement Cafe would like to send you our coloring book devotional for a gift of any amount. Find out how to get your copy at encouragementcafe.com.